Can I borrow the PJ? I need to go <laughs> visit my boo on Christmas Island. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review Podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. Today we're discussing Christmas Island from Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas series. We would love to have you join us. Be our friend on Instagram. We can be found both at Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. Come join our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. You can search Girls Gone Hallmark in Facebook groups or click our link in the show notes. Let's jump right into Christmas Island with a synopsis. All right. When a snowstorm diverts Kate's first private flight en route to Switzerland to Christmas Island, she must team up with an air traffic controller to secure her dream job as the family's pilot. Starring... Rachel Scarston and Andrew Walker. Andrew Walker plays Oliver McLeod. Andrew needs no introduction. His 85 acting credits include the Curious Caterer series, last year's smash hit Three Wise Men and a Baby, and an appearance as Hot Guy Mike on an episode of The Big Bang Theory Season 1. Rachel Scarston plays Kate. Rachel has 44 acting credits, including roles in last year's The Royal Nanny, as well as the character Beth Kane in the Batman's. Oh, not Batman, Batwoman series. That's right. Kate Drummond plays Helen Sharp. Helen's 68 acting credits are usually a bit of a grittier fare. She had a role in Five Days at Memorial, a miniseries about a New Orleans hospital during Hurricane Katrina. It's rather horrifying. It's a true story. She also appeared in My Mom Made Me Do It, Pretty Cheaters, Deadly Lies, and Secrets in a Small Town. Her face was so familiar to me, and I could not place her, but I did watch that hospital Hurricane Katrina movie series, so maybe that was it. Hey, Hottie Alert, Jefferson Brown shows up. Welcome back, Colton Landry. He plays Thomas Sharp. Jefferson has 95 acting credits that include the series The Way Home, When Hope Calls, and The Good Witch. Someone tell us why he's not a Hallmark leading man. Yeah. I honestly was like, when he came on screen. (laughs) I didn't know he was going to be in this movie. We have our second appearance from Peter McNeil. He plays Jim McLeod. Peter has 208 credits, and we recently saw him as the grandfather in Flipping for Christmas. His credits are vast, but he was also in the Good Witch series throughout its seven-season run. Lauren Hammersley plays Maggie. Lauren has only 12 acting credits, but she's made an impression on screen. On Virgin River, she's the character Charmaine, who you both love to hate. Britt Loader plays Callie Sharp. She has four acting credits. This appears to be her largest role yet. Christmas Island was directed by David Weaver. His 41 acting credits include a ton of Hallmark movies like Sweeter Than Chocolate and Lights, Camera, Christmas from last year. He's also the director of the Hallmark series Holidays that still hasn't received a release date. This is a series that was announced last year. I assumed that it would drop this holiday season it's about like a neighborhood during the holidays. It's a scripted series. Maybe. Where is it, Hallmark? Maybe it just got shelved for maybe. Hmm. Weird. This was written by Samantha Herman. Samantha has 15 writing credits, including Our Italian Christmas Memories and Game of Love. And Mingle All the Way in a Fabled Holiday. 
Uh, also, Angel Falls, a novel holiday is a dark horse of a Jen Lilly movie, I gotta say. It's a good one. I like it. Don't lead me astray with these Jen Lilly movies. <laughs> you know how I feel. This movie was filmed in Halifax, Nova Scotia during August. Christmas Island is a real place about three and a half hours away from Halifax, but no filming was done there. We highly recommend that you check out the video posted by Rachel Scarston on Instagram where the cast of Christmas Island recreates the iconic Backstreet Boys music video, I Want It That Way. It was amazing. Uh, the production value is high. They clearly had studied Andrew doing his AJ imitation. Impressive. It was good. I do have one more note, too. Okay. Did you know that the Christmas tree they made out of lobster traps yes. is an actual real thing they do in Nova Scotia? I did not know that. So I looked it up. Uh, and this is what I found. It says, adorned with colorful buoys, twinkling lights, and evergreen bows, towering Christmas trees fashioned out of carefully stacked lobster traps are becoming a regular fixture in fishing communities across Nova Scotia. The traps are then festooned with over 180 wooden and plastic buoys, each painted in a unique pattern pertaining to a local fishing boat and most inscribed with the names of fishermen lost at sea. Well, hey. I thought that was really nice. I actually really like that part of the movie. Me too. And and to, to know that it's real is cool that they like wove it into the story. Agree. I liked it as well. Are you ready for a first impression? I am. Mine is Hallmark does come from away. Is that a reference you understand? I know the musical i've never seen it so come from away is a musical about the town of gander where a number of planes were diverted on september 11th it is in canada Mm -hmm. very small town tiny little airport and all these planes were diverted there and it's the story of how the town rallied around these thousands of people that were diverted there Mm. to support them while they were displaced we're far enough out from september 11th that i feel like the Feelings of that day aren't as at the forefront. Mm-hmm. And so when you watch and there's they held them on the planes for hours because nobody really knew what was happening. And then there was some distrust going on. Right. And then there were people who found out that they had lost people. It's it's a first of all, it's a one act play. There's no intermission. The characters the cast all play multiple characters and they're all on stage the entire time. Oh, wow. It's also the stage show has been filmed and is available to stream. Oh, maybe I'll watch so that. So there's also a book as well. Maybe I'll watch that. So my first impression is not going to make any sense. And I'm going to tell you why. Because this episode drops on November 16th. And our The Santa Summit review drops next week. Mm-hmm. And we already recorded that one. Mm-hmm. So... It might make sense to Megan, but I'm going to throw it here anyway. It's nice to see people like me represented in Christmas movies. I am Kate. I, yes. <laughs> so I did watch these movies in Santa Summit first, Christmas Island second. That's how they were released. Yeah. That's how we recorded them. You guys are getting them out of order. And that's funny that you said that because after hearing you say that last week, next week, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thoughts about that. All right. Let's talk what we liked about Christmas Island. I really enjoyed this movie for several reasons. Do you want to hear what they are? I do. 
The first one is, it's refreshing to see a strong, capable female as our protagonist in this movie. Mm -hmm. She doesn't need anyone to hold her hand. She doesn't need anyone to bail her out of trouble. The only thing standing in her way is the weather, which I have thoughts on. (laughs) And I know a lot of people on the internet did as well. (laughs) I The lack thereof. Yeah. (laughs) I love Rachel Scarson. I... Of course, she was in The Royal Nanny. I can't remember if I liked that movie. I think it was okay. It was like a, we are glad Hallmark tried something. Right. It had some sweet moments. Dan Janot is in it. That was nice. It was not like a runaway hit for me. Okay. So I remember her. She's striking. They kind of, her character was kind of almost the same, very kind of stoic at first. Yeah. But then she really loosened up. Not really loosened up, but like loosened up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I just like her. Put her in more movies. Yeah, she was great. I actually really liked the pairing of her and Andrew Walker a lot. I just Mm -hmm. kept looking at them on screen and I was like, oh, this is a good match. Yeah, I think so too. Andrew Walker is a delight in this movie. Agree. He's just so goofy and silly and fun. And I feel like he took the character and ran with it. I loved his Tyler Hines homage with the candy cane in the corner of his You're mouth. You're so funny because when that did come up on screen and he had this candy cane in his mouth, I was like, mm, close, but not quite. Well, he posted a video. I don't know if you saw it. I don't think so. That it was very intentional. <laughs> it's like side-by-side shots of him in this movie and Tyler and Three Wise Men. He knows what he's doing. It was definitely an intentional moment. We've talked about Tyler and Andrew, you know, as these Hallmark leading men. And I think they're very different. I don't think they're in competition with each other because they're very different. Mm -hmm. Um, Both very attractive. But Tyler Hines gets this like hot guy edit where Andrew Walker gets like the sweet boy next door edit. Mm -hmm. And I think Andrew's take on that as like a sillier way of doing things you know, when he shows up as Bellsnickel, which was completely ridiculous, but very charming. Yeah, I have a note about that, too. I just thought the way he and his family showed up for this other family and gave them this experience. Nobody wanted to be stranded there. This isn't where they wanted to be. And they really kind of put their lives on hold and brought them in to their world. Yeah. I thought it was very sweet. And he didn't... Rachel Scarston kind of does that thing that I don't love where she's mean a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I understand that her character was frustrated and she wanted to make a good impression and she was at the mercy of the weather, which she couldn't do anything about. And so she was tough and stayed steady and strong. And Well, well, it's like this, like, you know, the Sharps, the mom, it was indicated that she was pissed at the pilot for the weather, mm-hmm. which is not the pilot's fault. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Kate, the pilot, is mad at Andrew. That's not his name in the movie. Because he made the decision that he had to ground those planes. You know what I mean? So it's like they were, what's the word I'm looking for? Like misplaced anger. Yeah. Well, and I get that, right? You're in a situation. You can't do anything about it. You want to blame something. You want it to be somebody's fault. You want a solution, there isn't one. So the next best thing is like, I'm going to be mad at you. Yeah. There's nothing I can do to fix this. I'm smart. I'm strong. I'm capable. And I can't do anything in this situation. Right. But I thought it was great that his character just kept like, Oliver's like strong and steady mm-hmm. and sweet, even in the face of her being kind of nasty sometimes. Kind of nasty yeah, sometimes. At first. You know, I thought he really redeemed himself after last, last year's dismal Three Wise Men. I'm joking. 
I thought you were going to say something else. I'm joking. Maple Valley. That was dismal. I did find him charming, and I thought he was sweeter than usual with the kids in the movie. Yeah. When he dressed up as Bell's Nickel, I laughed. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so funny. Kind of creepy and weird, but, like, charming, like you said. Like, it was... I thought this was a good movie for him. Um, Speaking of the kids, Lincoln McNeil plays Finn. This little boy is so adorable. Kate and um, Finn are having a cute exchange when they're making candy. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, I don't know, maybe someday you're going to be flying the plane. He's like, I am growing up pretty fast. Just the delivery of that line was very sweet. It's just a cute little boy. I thought he was a cute little boy. No, I didn't hate the kids in this movie either. I thought, what movie did we just talk about? Oh, Mystery on Mistletoe Lane. And I was like, oh, they nailed the teenager in that movie. Well, they really nailed the teenager in this movie. Like, that was my 15-year-old on screen. She was spectacular. I don't know where to put this, so I'm going to talk about it here. The number of times she makes, like, oh, we have people to do that for us references. I know. I was like, whoa, girl. Yeah. When Jim says, like, oh, you're going to come help me out at the post office. She's like, no, I'm not. I'm on winter break. I need to decompress from my school year. And my husband goes, did she just say no to that adult asking her for help that she's staying in his home? But I thought that is the entitled attitude of a teenager. Oh, my God. It certainly is. Case in point, I had to drive my son to school this morning. My son has a car and drives, but his car's being serviced. And he did not like that he had to be on my schedule this morning mm-hmm. and said, how come I can't just drive my car and you come pick it up and leave me your car? As if my being inconvenienced was less important than his being inconvenienced. Because you're here to serve him, right? <laughs> he was like, I just don't want to be on your schedule today. And I thought, well, that's <laughs> weird because I've been on your schedule for the past 16 years, yes. haven't I? Yes, I understand. My own 15-year-old gave me a lot of lip last night when I asked her to feed the dogs. And she oh. said no and said no. <gasps> and she's like, I'm doing something right now. It did not go over well. <laughs> well you want to see my head pop off? Boom. Love that we got Jefferson Brown. I was so pleasantly surprised when he came on screen. I texted Megan. Woo-hoo! Look who we got. Why is he not a leading man in these movies? I mean, he's not going to play Andrew Walker in this movie. Actually, I feel like, how old is he? I feel like he could have played Andrew Walker in this movie. He has a real timeless look about him. I think so, too. I want to say how old he is. I think he's my age, maybe. As are a lot of our leading ladies. Like 47 years old. Oh, yeah. Andrew's got to be in his 40s, don't you think? Yeah. 44. Okay. He's my age. I don't know why Jefferson Brown... Well, he's not playing a grandpa. I mean, he's playing the father of, like, two teen... Well, not even teenagers. One teenager. Anyway, put this guy in, like, a sexy single role. Mm Mm-hmm. He certainly does not need to be playing, like, husband to Dell on the way home. I know we get him in flashback. Uh-oh, I'm getting, I'm getting weird looks from no. you. <laughs> well, I think what's interesting about that is I just said he's, yeah, we get him in flashback. He's playing a younger guy on that show, even though Dell is grandma. Yeah. But younger, he's dad of two little kids. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'll shut up now. Peter McNeil. In Flipping for Christmas. Yeah, I totally forgot that he was that same that same guy. Uh, I thought he was so warm. When he was, like, at the post office and explaining, like, when he gives the whole, like, wink and a nod to, like, what we they're doing there. Uh-huh. Without, like, spoiling specifically it spoiling it. Oh, it's just so sweet. Yeah. It was sweet. 
I don't know. That he didn't pop off at Callie when she's like, no, I can't do that job. I don't know. I think when you get to a certain age, you have like a lot of patience. Like, talk to me when your husband is a grandfather. I bet he wouldn't pop off. I love the Stars Hollow style town meeting that we got at the beginning. Did you? I thought that was funny. Although why they all had to stop and go to it was a little silly, but I just, I liked it. Yeah, there was no reason for the Sharp family to be there. No, other than their rides felt they needed to attend. Exactly. (laughs) And speaking of, I really enjoyed like the stark difference between the Sharp family and like everybody else on Christmas Island. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I loved how like the whole, the family, like they all come to this realization of like all the things that they've been missing and like what's important to them or what should be important to them. It was a nice, I liked it. Me too. I liked it. I noticed I watched it with subtitles and it was Whoever was doing, like, the transcribing of the captions, it was always Sharp's apostrophe S. Like, when they were like, Uh, oh, we need to take – it just drove me crazy. Drove me crazy. Drive me crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it should have just been Sharp's. S-H-A-R-P-S. Yes. The Sharps. The Sharps. The Sharps. To the tree lighting. Exactly. One more thing. And this is – this harkens back to my first impression. The scene that really spoke to me – was Kate's explanation of why she doesn't love the holidays. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this totally sums me up. So what she does is she tells Oliver that her dad dies the day before Christmas. And and what she says, quote, it kind of colored my holiday memories. And I thought, oh, my God, like, that's exactly why I don't love the holidays. Because I have my own, like, personal like sure stuff right and it happened around the holidays and i think that's like a stigma that i bring in to it every year so it was nice to see like characters in a fictional movie yes that like deal with the same things yes thought it was nice i appreciate that these writers are giving us kind of like diverse characters yeah not everybody has to embrace it Mm -hmm. i don't know anyway I liked it. What'd you wish for? I was kind of hoping for a young adult romance between Callie and Oliver's nephew. Me too. I wanted that to go a this little farther. Opportunity. Yeah. I, and then I thought, I'm like, is that weird? But then no. Like, they didn't need a kiss, but like a hand-holding moment. Something. Like give eyes to each other or something. Yeah, like staring at the tree together. They didn't even talk to each other. I, and when I saw him, I was like, oh, wait a minute. They're the same age. Well, and they have like an awkward conversation where they like introduce themselves where mm-hmm. she says like, Callie. Yeah, and he goes, Callie. And she's like, yeah, it's a weird name. And I was like, first of all, that's not a weird name. Not even. But that wasn't fully realized. I agree. How do we handle, look, small children alert. I'm going to give you three seconds. Okay. How do we handle the Santa conversation more delicately? Because I thought he did a nice job. Who? Jim. Okay. In the post office. Yes. Explains his role there to Callie. Mm -hmm. This is hard because these are family movies. Like it would not be that unusual for you to watch a movie with your small children. And, like, the jig is up. They're like, I got a letter from Santa and you wrote it? Yeah, I don't... At first, it seemed like they were kind of keeping it under wraps, but then... He says the parents write the yeah, letters. Yeah, you're right. And I... So, it's a, it's complicated because how do you explain what he does there without explaining what he does mm-hmm. there? I don't know. I don't know. And then it's so funny. They keep it a secret from Finn, but then Finn comes in and helps them. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. But I cried when she read his letter. Yes. 
I mean, just so happened to find his letter. I know. I thought that was very sweet. I thought but, that was a touching moment. Oh, my God. That made me and sad. Like, I do love you. That made me sad. I hated how much of a jerk Kate's co-pilot was to her at first. Like, was that necessary? Yeah, why? Like, why are you being I'm not even going to talk to you? Yeah. <laughs> I can't I answer a question. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. Also, what I wish for, let's talk about the weather. Oh, my. There isn't any. <sighs> there were days it was, like, sunny out. Yes. Now, they did say, like, weather over the Atlantic. Yes. Are we to assume that, like, there's, like, the storm of the century happening over the Atlantic that is having no effect on Nova Scotia at all? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, I guess. That's because my husband was like, it's sunny outside, but they keep talking about this big storm. And so I was like, well, maybe they just can't fly into the weather. Yeah. I don't know. But there were moments where they'd be inside and you'd hear like the wind howling <laughs> or they'd be like, you California kids got to bundle up. And I understand it can be cold and sunny, but they did make it seem like they were living through harsh winter conditions. Right. When they were not. Do planes so. normally get grounded for like days at a time because of weather? Days? I don't know. But there's definitely like big backlogs during the holidays that there's a big storm. And then, mm. you know, you got to catch up. But I think three, that's a long time for planes to get grounded. So I, th from what I read, like a lot of people were having a hard time like letting that go. Well, it's such a major plot point. She keeps checking the weather and checking in with her co-pilot and talking to Andrew. Mm -hmm. Andrew. <laughs> so it is hard when you've got a major plot point and not a minor throwaway one. It's not one case of foamy snow. It's, it's the storm of the century and we can't take off. And yet we're not. Can't they do can't something in post-production to like. I mean, that costs to, money. To make it look like the. There's weather. I mean, big, big, big fans blowing their hair around. Just make the skies gray, not like clear blue skies. Sure. I mean, look, I am not trashing this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was one of the best of the season. Really? Yes. Is that weird? Nothing's weird. I'm just surprised. Because I liked it. I saw other people say to you, like, oh, this seems like an older Hallmark movie. I agree with that. Really? Not in a bad way. It felt very classically Hallmark to hmm. me in a good, warm Hallmark movie kind of way. Got it. Got it. Got it. Are you ready to move on to Did You See That? Sure. I have a couple. Would you ever stay in someone's home and call downstairs and ask them to send up some coffee. Never. I cannot imagine being in a position where I'm staying in someone's home as their guest. Not it being literally someone has given you their guest room. <laughs> it blew my mind. Like, how out of touch are you? And Kelly goes, did my mom just order room service? Which I thought was a funny line. Yeah. But there were moments when I thought, are they really this out of touch? They, I mean, she turns around pretty quickly, the mom. Well, and what's funny to me is she tells the pilot, like, now you're responsible for Christmas. Like, our nanny's not here, so you need to make Christmas magic for our children. But would you, if you were the pilot, let's say, and you really wanted this job to become, like, their full-time private pilot, which also blows my mind, um, and the 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 
woman says, you need to make Christmas for my family now? Like, wouldn't you be like, uh, no, that's not my job. My job is to tend to the jet that's out there. Yeah, she really wanted the job. I don't know. I, I don't think she wanted to be responsible for that. But I think we saw how much responsibility she was taking for the plane being grounded, mm-hmm. even though there was nothing she could do. Right. Can you bring me up a cup of coffee? No, get your lazy butt out of bed. There's coffee in the kitchen, lady. Yeah, seriously. She needed to be woken up a little bit, I think. When they're first boarding the jet, the Sharps have a ton of matching luggage. A ton of it. And maybe you remember the scene. She, Kate, the pilot, goes, oh, who's going to bring that on? And she goes, oh, wait, that's us, right? Uh-huh. Ton, and, th- and that's all it is, but a ton of matching cream-colored luggage. Then when they're leaving the Christmas Island home that they're at, uh-huh. they have, like, these little mismatched black carry-on bags. I'm like, where did those come from? Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I also think on a transatlantic flight, a private flight, they would have flight crew. Oh, that's my other note. When is the pilot serving hot cocoa? Yeah, no. They Never. have a flight crew. If you're on a private Absolutely. plane, there is a flight crew because the pilot and the co-pilot cannot be responsible. Per- Maybe if you're doing short haul flights, like you've just got a pilot, you're flying for like LA to San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Like one or two hours, you don't there's no meal service. Right. They might just have like a mini bar situation. But transatlantic where these people are going to need a meal service yeah. and cocktails served, <laughs> that's not the role of the pilot. I think it plays more on like all the pressure that was put onto Kate in her role to yeah. cater to these people. Because had there been a flight attendant on this flight, then that person would have been a, th- a third person in the mix to maybe help. Like it would maybe make more sense for that person to be tasked with sure. the holiday activities. Yeah. And poor co pilot just gets left in the airport for days. I don't understand. I'm going to watch the weather. What, with your eyes? <laughs> He might have to warm the jet up if they get, like, the okay. De-ice it? He's not doing the de-icing himself. He's sleeping in the plane? No, 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 no. They have a bunk room. He's like, I'm going to bunk at the airport. So, which makes sense to me that they would have a bunk room because flights get grounded. Mm -hmm. People need to be on call. That's not that unusual to me. And I guess, given that there was nowhere for him to stay, I just think it's so funny. He's in this closed small t- what, what's he eating no idea it's not like they got a, a starbucks open <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know the last thing i have is one that you mentioned to me off air oliver has a flip phone <laughs> i loved it. when he goes to take a picture of her with the flip phone i thought well that's not going to be a good picture do you remember flip phone photos they certainly weren't a high quality that you could print oh, terrible terrible yeah I loved it. Where did they dig up a flip phone? I don't. And why? Like, there was no backstory on, like, why he had a a flip phone. It's just, I know. I think it just lends to his, like, no frills lifestyle. He certainly can't check the weather with that flip phone. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. How are these two going to make things work? Are they just going to, like, is this just going to be a Christmas fling and then she's going to be off? Because she's jet-setting all over for this family that lives in L.A. And he lives in Christmas Mm. Island and doesn't like to fly. Well, she can get to him. So she's just going to pop in when she's not on call yeah, for this I know. couple? Their romance doesn't work. No, because at the very beginning, she's doing the interview and they're like, you need to be on call ready oh, to go yeah. with the drop of a hat. She can't be across the country when the Sharps, what, she's going to fly their plane, like, to visit him? <laughs> Can I borrow the PJ? I need to go <laughs> visit my boo on Christmas Island. <laughs> Do you imagine? He doesn't like to fly. (laughs) 
Well, I I got the sense that he was going to try to get over that. I did too, but his life is on Christmas Island and hers is like she's very much like I'm not tied down. And that well, doesn't change at the end. I mean, I think air traffic controllers are in high demand. He could move to LA and do that job. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird job for him to have because air traffic controllers is a very stressful job. Yeah. They age out of it very early. It has a very high rate of some very bad things. Uh-huh. And uh, he's such like a laid back dude with his reindeer antlers on that I just think <laughs> I understand his like, oh, it helped me be in proximity to it without actually participating. Anyway. Oh, boy. What'd you rate this movie? 4.75 stars. Three stars. <laughs> Three. What? Three stars, a real middle of the road, enjoyable movie that I really love this movie. I'm so glad you did. It was the message, guys. It was the messaging. Yeah, you saw yourself in Kate. Yeah. That's why I'm drawn to it. I'm maybe people see themselves in Jen Lily and mingle all the way, and that's why they love that one so much. I'm sure that's why people love them that much. I love this I think it was one of the best of the season. Is this is this your current front runner? No. What did I give five stars to yet? Spoiler. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. You know, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. So open that Apple Podcast app, find Girls Gone Hallmark, scroll down, give us five stars. If you need to know what to say, just let us know why you like the podcast, your favorite Hallmark actor, what your favorite movie of the season is. Say anything. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms, feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month, with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms, wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss.